You are listening to The Fold Uncut, an Access All Areas podcast from behind the chair here in Dubai, where we share the stories of the women in our community that I'm sure you will find relatable. We have an open door policy and our main objective is to connect women from around the world. We provide a space where women feel safe and supported and we want the same for our podcast. Disclaimer, nothing is too liberal for us. Hi everyone, welcome back. We are on episode three of our podcast. Uh, Last time you would have heard me talk about my story. So this episode we want to talk about Kirsty's story. So KB. Uh, Yeah, I'm super, super nervous about this. I can totally tell why you were so nervous the last time. Now it's very hard to talk about yourself when we're used to talking about other people all day. Isn't it so weird? Like we literally, we don't really talk about ourselves at work so then when you have to talk about yourself it's the weirdest thing the weirdest thing and I also think because that is part of how we decided to do the podcast because we'd realized that the more vulnerable people were being with us the more vulnerable we were being with them yeah and uh so yeah that's how how we got here basically so for any of you who don't know us um Kirsty is now 23 five weeks pregnant nearly 26 with her little baby girl um and it's definitely been a journey yeah I feel like we almost need like a trigger warning in this area here um so we are going to be talking about um pregnancy loss and then pregnancy after loss as well so I know what it's like in them early days if this is a little bit too raw for you um maybe Whilst you're out walking the dog, when you're by yourself, wait a little while and listen to this until you're in the headspace where you feel comfortable to listen to this kind of thing. Yeah, that was so beautifully said. So, KB, tell us about when you found out you were pregnant. Um, so, pregnancy number one, I had got, well, me and Jordan had been on quite the journey um, and we had had our wedding cancelled quite a few times during COVID and Jordan had lost his job during COVID. Then we had gone back to the UK and um, we thought that we were going to set up shop there. Um, We knew that the fold was in the pipeline, um, but because it was taking such a long time to get going and I almost felt like a responsibility to you that I needed to come back to help you. But then after he had lost his job, it was all the balls were up in the air and flying everywhere. So... 2020, uh, I think it was like October time, we came back and we had rearranged our wedding now for the following August. Got cancelled again due to COVID, so we did our legal wedding here in Dubai. Um, For any of the UK or Aussie listeners, um, at that point you had to be legally married in Dubai to, well, you had to be legally married if you wanted to have a baby anyway. Um, I think the rules have slightly changed now, but that's what it was back then. Um, but I was so focused on the fold, growing the fold. Emily had had Isla. We knew that she was expecting Len. And I was very much like all gun-ho for the business. Um, like by this point, me, Emily, Gypsy and Jordan had all become like super tight-knit close friends. Um, obviously with our Nevo as well. Um, so... Baby was not even particularly on had, my radar. Had you guys, had you and Jordan spoke about, like, because I know Jordan and he just wants to be a dad. Like he... He was born for this job. Yeah, he yeah. would have wanted kids like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, did you... 10 years ago didn't have kids, but yeah. <laughs> did you guys, like, when you spoke about kids, was it in the near future? Were you guys going to hold... Like, when were you guys thinking? I, to be honest, like, he would 
you know, like you've just said, he was totally born to be a dad. And there was just always something in me that just, and I still, even now at 26 weeks pregnant, do think, oh, like, I really hope I'm good at this. And it's just never been like on my radar ever. Mm-hmm. It's, I've always been more like career focused, business focused. Um, so I, if you'd have asked me this time last year, I probably would have said when I'm 32, I'm 30 mm-hmm. at the end of this year. And I would have said 32, I can start to think about that. Yeah. So fast forward, we have our, we finally get our wedding done in the December of 2021. Yeah. Um, nearly got cancelled again due to Omicron, but we managed to make it happen. And then Emily and Gypsy had gone to Constance Halavelli in the Maldives when I had very first met them. And I remember thinking, wow, I can't wait for one day when I'm a big girl, I'll be able to get to Constance <laughs> This Halavelli. is before owning a business <laughs> and kids, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, so we looked at our honeymoon, off we go. And for anyone who has been there, they will agree it is a complete dreamboat of a destination. Um, and sorry, mum, I know that you said you were going to listen to this, but you might want to just fast forward <laughs> these next five minutes. Um, so we had been drinking Manuti all lunchtime long. And then we got back to our room and Emily and Jits had sent us a beautiful bottle of champagne. And Jordan had started talking about, you know, like, do you really think you'll be 32 when you want to start having kids? Because at that point, that's still four years away. I was 28 at the time. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, the fold, the business. Da, da, da. And then before we knew it, I was like, do you know what? Yeah, let's just go for it. Let's start trying for a baby right now. And so fast forward three weeks from that and I walked into work <laughs> and I'd just been, my, my two best friends from home had just been over for a girly week. We'd been out every single night. We'd been on boat parties. We'd been to brunches. Everything that you can do in Dubai, we had done. And um, it's Tuesday morning and on a Tuesday morning, I kind of like set the targets for the team for the week. And I was sat doing these targets and I kind of knew on the girls last day, I felt very, very different. I'm so sort of in tune with myself that I just knew something was a little bit off. Um, And Jordan had gone to work in the UK at this point. So he was working from the UK office and Emily is the first person that I speak to on this morning. And she's like, all right, babe, how's it going? And I'll I'll never forget that day I walk in and KB is like, Set. you'd obviously been crying and I was like oh baby you okay and I think we mentioned targets and I was like don't even worry about the targets like, babe I, I just had to blame it on something because I was just I felt like a teenager having to tell her mum what I thought was going on um so we went outside and I just burst into tears and I was like I think I might be pregnant and I was feeling so much guilt for crying over the fact that I thought I might be pregnant because day to day um, I speak to so many women who have so many struggles in getting to that point and here I am after one stupid day in the Maldives where maybe this blessing we don't even know at this stage whether this blessing has come upon me but I'm so devastated and to be honest like feeling almost like I'd ruined my plan I'd ruined my life um what was I going to do so Em has said have you taken a test and I said yeah I have but the plumbing thing didn't work properly so it didn't come up with any lines at all so she's like okay well we're going to get through today and um you know when you get home do another one so get through the day, go home, 
And as gross as I am living in the house by myself with Jordan not there, see, I haven't even thrown the test from the morning (laughs) out. And sure enough, there it is with a positive line. So send Emily a picture of it. Still haven't mentioned anything to Jordan. And she said, yeah, that does look positive, but it's outside of the window. So I think you need to do another one. Do another one. And it says... Um, like one to two weeks pregnant so at this stage all of a sudden when I see those actual words I'm just like you've got this like this is I'm a true believer that everything happens in the right time in the right space um and you know this really is a blessing day to day so many women so many families and couples go through so much to get to that point like let's just embrace it message Jordan a picture of our dog Annie and the test And he was just like beside himself, happy. Yeah, just anything that you could hope that your husband would say to you in that moment is, even though we weren't together, as in physically, um, he said everything that he was supposed to say. Yeah, I can just imagine Jordan. (laughs) He would have been elated. So with um, that pregnancy, KB, I know that you were quite sick. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened when you went to the Like how far along were you when you went to the doctor for the first time? And tell us a little bit about the appointments after that. Yeah. So um, obviously, as we said in the last episode, you um, had had HG, whatever the word is. Yeah. I never know how to say it. it. Yeah. And it's basically this sickness where, well, this severe morning sickness basically throw up all day and that was happening to me too but because it had happened to Emily I was kind of like oh well maybe I just also have this you know and this is really normal um and I hadn't had COVID yet at this point so um I also also caught COVID from Jordan who had come back from a stag do in (laughs) Germany so the morning sickness times the COVID was just literally horrific but we'd heard the heartbeat at seven weeks um we were super excited at this point um when was your are you okay yeah um sorry guys so we heard the heartbeat yeah and we were so excited and then we went back at 10 weeks um and i actually even stopped in starbucks car park um to throw up on the way there i was still my boobs still hurt i'm still throwing up um so every single woman who every single woman by this point clients had begun to find out because i kept having to leave them to go throw up whilst I was doing the hair um every single woman had said to me you know throwing up's great it means it's a a, um healthy pregnancy yeah um you know everything's okay then so show up 10 weeks you feel like you're kind of on the home straight now you're about to be able to tell people and celebrate this properly and I just kept thinking well as soon as I get to 12 weeks I'm just going to feel so much better um because I don't think I'm going to throw up all the way through blah 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 so we get there and Jordan is literally like bouncing off the walls, blessing me, so, so excited. And um, in Dubai, we have, um, just for people listening in other countries, we have lots of appointments way before. We're very, very lucky before you could even, I know in the UK, I wouldn't have even been seen till 12 weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so again, we've seen it at seven or eight weeks. Now we've seen it at 10 weeks. And I had been on Instagram that morning and searched the hashtag 10 week scan which I don't know why I did that but so then I knew what it should look like really so the scan comes up on the screen and the scans that I'd seen in the morning had been little blobs moving around but they definitely were moving um my blob was just stood 
laying still. So I knew in that moment what she was about to tell me, but Jordan put his hand on my shoulder and was like, isn't this so exciting? He had no idea. So I was just like, just laid there. Um, and then she said, I'm just going to go get somebody else because I just need them to confirm something for me. And Jordan's still talking about how exciting it is. He can't wait. Da, 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 da. Still hasn't really got the cue. That- at this moment, had were you trying to like? What was going through your head? Were you like, okay, like what? What? What were you I thinking? Don't even know. I, I just felt more sorry for him because this little puppy dog he's is just so he's excited. Just, yeah. And I'm just like, how can you not see that there's obviously something wrong? Yeah. Anyway, so sure enough, the lady comes in, they confirm, unfortunately there is no heartbeat. And I just feel like for anyone who's listening, who's ever heard that, like those words stay in your mind forever and ever and ever. I'm sorry, there's just no heartbeat. Um, and so sure enough, like John literally burst into tears. Um, he's like uncontrollably sobbing. Um, like his heart is just absolutely broken. And I just jump up off the bed, put my knickers back on and right, and just like clap my hands together and say, right, so uh, what are we going to do about this then? Because I just don't understand. Because to be honest, really naively, I thought when you had a miscarriage, you would go to the toilet, you'd look in your knickers and it would be absolutely full of blood and you would know you've had a miscarriage. Yeah. So... I couldn't fathom, like, how was this happening? Because I'd not had anything, any of that. I'd still thrown up that morning. I still felt yeah. very pregnant. Um, and is this, like, your doctor, Dahlia, was she, like, did she explain to you, like, what was going to happen next? Um, so, obviously, in Dubai, there is more limited options to you um we had kind of made the decision with Dahlia um she was great um and we made the decision that we would go back to the UK and have done what needed to because at this point KB nothing had come out I don't know how to say it yeah yeah, so the fetus hadn't yeah passed yeah passed and also it had been like two and a half Basically, the, the heartbeat had stopped at eight weeks and I was just over 10 weeks. So really, it had been like the time where you would have expected something to have started moving yeah. at this point. Um, so obviously, my body just needed a little bit of help. Um, again, I had no idea about any of this. I naively had gone into this thinking, I'm under 30, I'm fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. And as stupid as it sounds, when anything in your life that kind of goes a bit skew with you, I always think... That would never happen to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm one of those statistics now. It's one in four women, unfortunately, do lose a pregnancy. Um, so if you imagine quite a lot of, like the average family will have two kids, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure yeah. out that a lot of them women who have got two kids, unfortunately, have had to go through this yeah. process. And I think like for us, when it was happening... Um, because you took some time off work and went back to the UK, when you did come back and felt comfortable talking about it, the amount of women that we have in the fold that have been through something similar, like, was was crazy. Um, And I've got to say there are three women in particular who sit in my chair and I've done the hair for nearly the whole six years that I've been here. And I can honestly say they got me through this because as much as I had the support of like you and Sophie were absolutely amazing and I couldn't have done the days without you um it was so reassuring to have those three women in particular and um, I have lots and lots of clients who have been through lots and lots of various different um fertility issues or 
lost and things like that. But I won't say the woman's name, but I know that when they're listening to this, they'll know who they are. They just had the best advice of, you know, getting through this or even just not getting through this, just being yeah. just... I think I was very much like, right, I'm back at work now. So I'll talk about it with other people to help them. But like, I'm healed now. Um, And I'm really coming to realize now with this pregnancy, I'm as much as I feel almost bad because I I say all the time, well, it only happened once and people go through so much more than this. And I almost like downplay what I went through because I hear so much, so many other terrible stories that happen to people that I almost feel I can't sit in my own misery sometimes. Yeah. But there is definitely still days where even now you're still dealing with it. Yeah. And so you've gone back to the UK and you've had some time there and that's where you, I don't know what you call, what you called it, but the procedure that you Yeah, I don't even really through. know what it's called, but basically it had to take some tablets, um, which basically bring the... It's the contractions on. Um, and then, yeah, then you pass the whatever you scientifically believe that thing is. Yeah. Um, and then you bleed for quite a while afterwards. And then I had it done on a Thursday. And then Jordan had to go work in the London office from the Tuesday onwards. So we really only had like four days in between that time. Mm-hmm. Um, now in hindsight... I feel maybe we didn't have a discussion about what would happen next, but in my head, I had already decided that 100% we needed a baby as soon as physically possible. Yeah. Um, and nothing was going to change my mind. I was a completely different person now. Um, and I, I just knew that was, I know for a lot of people, like that's not, nothing's going to fill that void or that kind of thing. But I just had to have in my head. And at this stage, I also never for once worried when I speak to a lot of people who have been through similar their immediate worry is what if this continues to happen whereas for me I couldn't even let my brain go there I just had to be like on to the next thing I had to move forward and I do think that lots of people have said oh have you spoken to somebody about it have you done something about it and to be honest I haven't but I haven't felt the need to because the therapy has been the, the movement that's happened within the fold yeah. from this, like yeah. the earthquake that's happened since. Yeah. Um, but also, do you remember um, not long after you got back, I had a client who I hadn't seen for a while and I thought about her a couple of times and I knew that she had fallen pregnant and she'd messaged me um not long after I thought about her and she was like, I'm so sorry I haven't been in, have just had a lot to deal with. And so straight away I knew what had happened and she'd come in and she said to me you know I haven't even told my work friends about it I haven't told like she's she'd just been dealing with this by herself and I was like I won't say her name I nearly said her name um I was like Kirsty has just been through something similar and you guys totally connected on it and when she still think of her all the time now like when she comes yeah, in yeah um, but when she left that day she messaged me later on and she just said thank you like she just felt like something had lifted off of her to be able to relate to somebody that had been through the same thing because she she even said she's like I feel like nobody knows what I'm going through and to be able to sit there and talk to you about it she just she was like I just feel so light now which is so beautiful that you were able to connect and help somebody feel better right there's been quite a lot of scenarios that I found across the team where we've like managed 
to have scenarios like that. Um, one of my really, really good clients, she's the same age as my mom, and um, she unfortunately had the same thing happen to her, and the baby would have been the same age as me now. And um, she's just so amazing. She said, you know, after that, she'd opened up to me about it. After it had happened to me, she went home that night and she spoke to her husband about it. And she said, you know, what? I don't think it, because back then, 30 years ago, we didn't talk about this kind of thing. Mm. Even my mom, she found it quite difficult to know what to say to me because 30 yeah. years ago, you went through this by yourself and you covered it up and you didn't really brush it under the carpet. Yeah. And it never really I happened. feel like though that like our generation is definitely changing stigma around these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, like miscarriage mental health anxiety all these things we're changing the way that we talk about it and accepting it um and i think within the fold having these conversations with clients it just creates a community that people feel like they can rely on us and rely on each other to have these conversations and be okay with it and i think what was beautiful about your story was the amount of women that we we started this conversation about loss about fertility like and for, for our clients to feel like they have that support with within us, it's so beautiful. Um, so going back to you came back into the fold, you'd had about a month yeah. at home, coming back and desperately wanting another baby. Like, is did it just consume you? Is it all you thought about? Like, where? how did you go from obviously having time to heal and grieve. I don't think you ever stop grieving, but like then coming back to work and just wanting a baby so bad, like tell us about that. Yeah, I feel like every man and his dog from June until September, everybody got pregnant in that time. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because when I speak to people now, they all say that um, they, they really, that resonates with them that, the minute that they lost theirs or they they started trying and it wasn't happening, everybody around them seemed to have a baby. Um, so one of my very, very, very best friends had recently left Dubai. She moved back to her home country. And in August, she announced that she was having her baby boy. And obviously, as her best friend, I wanted to be all singing, all dancing. I remember coming out of the staff room and saying to you, oh my God, so-and-so has just told because we were all in a group chat have you seen her message she's she's having a baby and you know what it's so hard because so many people will relate to this that have been through what you've been through but then on the other side of it like being your friend and I'm friends with this other friend as well like I'm so excited for her but then it's so hard because you're obviously you just want something so bad so it's so hard then to be like it's almost like I couldn't get excited for our friend because yeah. I knew that you were struggling. Like, And also then you're also carrying this enormous guilt and I feel like the guilt, first I felt guilty when I first found out I was pregnant because I was pregnant and so many people struggle. Then I felt guilty when I'd lost the baby because I was like, maybe I manifested this, maybe because I was so gross about this in the beginning that this is why this happened and can I just say we're big manifestors at the fold we manifest <laughs> everything all day every day <laughs> so I feel like you yeah you definitely felt like you'd all, almost bought this yeah, on put this which out into the universe you didn't and then I felt guilty because um I was so I'm such like a people person I would go to the opening of an envelope I want a party for everything I want to celebrate everybody and I just 
was writing these messages to our friend, but deep down, like, I was absolutely heartbroken. And I went home that night and Jordan had cooked us a lovely meal and we didn't even really say anything about it. And then I went and just did the washing up, which is actually very out of character for me. Um, but I went and did the washing up and I just remember staring out of the kitchen window and mindlessly washing these dishes and just absolutely going to pieces. And I feel like that is the moment where I absolutely hit rock bottom with this. I was like, I need to throw out all my ovulation tests. I need to get off all the different apps like mm-hmm. Flow and all those different things. I need to stop Googling things. I need to just go back to who I used to be because this is soul destroying. Yeah. If I can't even be happy for my best friend when she's just announced this amazing, amazing new yeah. life and I'm just sat here like this, like this is not who I am. It's not part of me. So that night we threw everything away and we went back to not trying and then we went off to a wedding in the UK. Um, I had the most horrific period of my whole entire life. And we came back and we both had COVID. Um, and then three weeks later, I got a positive test. And how was that? Were you just, I remember it actually. Well, uh, you knew before Jordan did. You sent me a photo. I was like, have you told Jordan? You're like, not yet. I'm about to. <laughs> and then I wanted to get like, you know, I thought was this little influencer. I thought, oh, I'm going to do a cool reel about this for my Instagram. So I recorded Jordan at three minutes past six in the morning running in. And he just basically tells me to F off <laughs> because it's so early. Um, anyway, bye, like 7am we're both elated but again super duper scared by this point like Mm. you wait so long to see those lines show up and you have about 20 minute window of just absolute pure running around so so excited and then the fear sets in and you're like and we're about to go again we're about to and does that fear like 25 almost 26 weeks in does that fear ever leave you like do you feel like through the whole pregnancy you've just had had this anxiety because of your previous experience um I mean I'm quite an anxious Annie anyway so I feel personally and I know that you might not see this but I feel for me I've actually done quite well because I um really do absolutely freak out about the smallest things behind closed doors anyway yeah um I was put on quite a lot of medication in the beginning um I was um put on some hormones to prevent it from happening again thank god we live here and these things are available to us yeah um but Jordan also was working in as you know in Saudi for six months so from basically two days after we found out that I was pregnant up until a week ago he has been here for 19 days so 19 days of this 25 week pregnancy that's all I've seen him for so there definitely was in the first trimester from the hormones and being lonely some really really horrific days I would say like that was almost worse than being sick every day from the first pregnancy because just living with the fear of Everything just and, became scary. And being without your partner as well, yeah. like just yeah, so far inside your own head. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, just not fun. Now, I still have days where if she hasn't moved a little bit, I'll be like, oh god, she's not moved. Um, Which I think is is normal in any pregnant. Like I know for me, even not so much with Isla because I think I was just 
I was just trying to get through each day. But with with Len, you know, like you don't feel the move and you're kind of like, oh, is that, are they okay? You know, I think that's normal. But I think going through something that you've been through, I'd imagine it is heightened, right? Because definitely you felt lost, right? You felt lost. And the one thing I would say that the anxiety is definitely residing. I mm-hmm. spoke to um, one of your clients, Jackie, the other day, and we were discussing anxiety and things like that. And I just burst into tears because I just all of a sudden realized like John painted the nursery the other day and we bought the pram and all of a sudden now that he's back from Saudi and we've got like these three months just to do everything that most people would do over a nine month period. Like I'm really going to meet this little girl. Like she's really going to be out here in the world and she's going to live and breathe and do nice things and and you're going to be an amazing mama and we can't wait to meet little baby Dullin girl. I, could, I won't say your <laughs> name. I'm like, um, but Which I didn't realise, by the way, that we weren't telling people. Jordan told me the other day that I'm that he oh my hasn't told anyone and I'm like, literally at the fold I think single, all of all yeah, of our clients know <laughs> but um but KB thank you so much for sharing your story I feel like so many of our clients can relate and I hope that this makes them feel a little better about things and um yeah thanks yeah I hope that if you are listening and you are going through something similar um I've even had clients who have gone through IVF had seven miscarriages and are finally holding their baby girls now and um, that's two of my clients who have been through that and I just think there is always going to be light at the end of the tunnel whether that be adoption or IVF or all the different realms yeah. of being an aunt being a godmother there's Maybe not the way that you always think it's going to work out, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. We've got lots of tea at the fold, so come in for a cup of tea around the family table. We're always there. (laughs) All right. Thanks, babe.